Welcome everyone to Be Better Betters. I'm the host, Spanky. Thanks for listening. Hope everyone had a good holiday. Happy Easter. Happy Passover. Today what I want to do is I want to talk about Bet Bash and uh, kind of go a little bit behind the scenes, behind Bet Bash. Um, Bet Bash was the event we just had out in Vegas, April 1st through the 4th at the Circa. Kind of want to give a little bit of a history of Bet Bash. Um, believe it or not, my voice, <clears throat> I thought I fully recovered, but my voice is still, I think this might be permanent damage. I don't know what it is. It seems as if, uh, man, I don't know, I, I got to do something. But um, that's that. So um, so let me give you a little bit behind the scenes of Bet Bash, what it took, you know, what happens, and then maybe we'll give a little bit of a tease for future Bet Bashes and kind of see what the vision is. Um, first off, I want to thank everybody for all the kind words. So many people out there said great things, and I really, really appreciate it. It made us and my staff and the Circa feel really good about what we did and what we accomplished. Um, Bet Bash was created out of a out of a self interest, out of a need for me to uh, to want to talk to other betters and to be able to want to socialize. Um, you know, with the whole COVID thing, everybody's locked down, and there wasn't that much face to face interaction. Everybody's just typing away and on their cell phones, keyboards, whatever. And um, and that's cool and all, but, you know, I came up, I guess, and, you know, I don't know if you call it old school, but I really enjoy having face-to-face meetings. I think there's nothing like being able to look somebody in the face um, and, uh, you know, have a great conversation. And uh, I think a lot of that is lost in... Uh, in, in, in typing and, and, and just uh, and, and technology. So I wanted to do this, and I think that, you know, I always give the example, I was at SBC, the conference, and this conference is an industry conference that was uh, run by SBC America, Sue Schneider and company, great people, great, great, and they were a great conference, very nice, I, you know, I, I a, lot of, a lot of the ideas that they had, I kind of uh, 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 used to be able to help, you know, shape Bet Bash. But one panel had, uh, there was one panel there that was titled, What Do Sports Betters Want? And there wasn't a sports better on a panel. And um, and I'm over here sitting in the crowd, and I'm thinking, man, I know what sports betters want. Um, this is what I do. And to hear other people talk about uh, what I want, and um, it was just saying, no, nah, nah, this ain't going to work. So that's when I said to myself, I'm like, listen. I said, Spanks, if uh, if this thing ain't gonna fix itself, then you gotta create it. You gotta bring everybody together. You gotta make an event for the better, not for the industry guys, not for the industry insiders and the guys that you know uh, that pay and pay all this big money, and then if you pay, then you get to be on a panel and. You know, and, and, you know, you get handed a, 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 an award at the end of the year pretty much based on your uh, how much uh, you contributed to the organization. It's just a bunch of bullshit, um, in my opinion. And I'm like, this ain't, you know, this ain't, this is not for me. 
Um, I got to do something that's legitimate, that's authentic, that betters are uh, will appreciate, and that bookmakers would appreciate. <clears throat> so one of my so I had to set a goal list. I said, what's the goals? The goals first off are to educate sports betters. The second thing is to try to maybe educate bookmakers on what betters want. So to kind of answer that panel, what do sports betters want? Um, and also to bridge that gap between bookmaker and sports better, which is 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 that the worst it's ever been um, with respect to you know adversity, confrontation, uh, just a hateful relationship that 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 I've never seen like this. And I and I and I and I I sense the frustration. I see the frustration from the better side. I understand that the bookmaker sometimes their hands are tied with software, technology issues, and software and all this. So you kind of see both sides, and I'm like, listen, if we were able to sit down, talk to each other, you know, feel each other out, there could be a common ground where everybody's happy. So the task began. So then, you know, the first bet bash, of course, was in August in Jersey City. That was kind of a proof of concept. Um, a lot of sports better showed up, a couple of bookmakers, not many, but it was, you know, it was a great time. Everybody said it was great. The biggest complaint, of course, was, other than the heat, it was a hot summer night in Jersey City on a rooftop, but the biggest complaint, of course, was, I want more. It was just wasn't enough. So that's when we set our sights on making this a multi-day conference. Um, so kind of going to the thing, you know, we started the planning even before the first Bat Bash. I talked to Matt Metcalf at the Circa, who's become a very close personal friend of mine, good friend, and, and we've had lots of hours and hours of conversation um, about this. And um, and Matt has been instrumental in the success of Bet Bash. And I said, this is what I want. And he goes, I love it. Pitch it to Derek Stevens, who owns the Circa and, and, uh, and the D, and he said, I love it. And uh, they green-lighted everything and said, let's do it. So the, plan, the planning began. <clears throat> what are you going to do? How many days are we going to do it? So everything I kind of do in life and, and everything, you kind of learn um, from your mistakes. That's just what everything you do. You know, you see what didn't work or what's what's wrong. How do I make it better? So I knew one of the key elements of this second bet bash was going to be a speed networking event, uh, like a speed dating. Why did I feel that way? At the first bet bash, I saw a lot of guys, really smart guys, guys I you know I, I respect, and, and I got guys that are winning sports betters, but they were just sitting there, having one beer in their hand the whole night, back against the wall, scoping out the situation. And I said to myself, my God, you know, it's hard for people, you know, for some people to just walk up, introduce themselves, and have a conversation. And let's just face it, you know what I mean, not to name any, we're not going to name any names, but the sports betting community is not the most, uh, are not the most social uh, butterflies, I guess you should say, or, you know, let's just call a spade a spade. They're probably one of the more socially inept uh, communities, you know, especially advantage betters and stuff. They're not the best at, at communicating, um, but they're very smart, mathematically, programmatically, et cetera, et cetera. So I said to myself, how do I get these guys out of their shell? Because they have so much to offer once you break that shell. Some shells, of course, are thicker than others. But we got to try to break that shell. So, um, you know, I, I could try to introduce people and walk around. And, but, you know, you can't do that with 350 people. you got to hopefully let things take, uh, t- 
take a kind of a, a, a take its own nature and and, and take take a, a over by itself actually you know more or less so what I did was is I talked to the speed networking guys and I, I was gonna do this myself and I said I can't do this I don't know what I'm doing so I call, I looked it up I read a book called speed networking some lady wrote it pretty good book and then I I looked around and then I found speednetworking.com and I don't even know what it was called speed networking I knew it was type of a speed dating and I wanted to kind of have like mini meetings so then I said speed dating business so I think I might have googled that and speed networking came up and then this website came up so then I called the speed networking guys I told them this is what we're doing they said no problem here it is boom 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 now this isn't cheap you know what I mean it's expensive because I not only did I have to use we had to use their software, I had to fly the guy out, have him run everything through his website, and, and have him, you know, facilitate the whole event. But I knew that this was important, and I knew that this had to be one of the first event, if not the first event of Betbash. So right after that opening party on Friday night, the Saturday morning event was speed networking, and uh, more or less, you know, it was it was a pretty big success. Some people didn't like it; wasn't their cup of tea. Most of the people that told me they didn't like it were the ones that can socialize on their own and that can make connections easily at a bar or in any social atmosphere. The guys that absolutely loved it, um, I noticed, are the ones that were the same ones or same guys that kind of had their back against the wall at the first Bet Bash, um, same type of person. So I said, this is great, no problem. It's not for everybody, you know what I mean? Nobody has to go to it, but I knew this was a thing. And then people like, man, I made some great connections. Um, Matt Metcalf, again, a lot of people are like, I never, I don't know about this. Matt Metcalf, admittedly, was a little bit skeptical. Um, uh, and, uh, and then he said, wow, I, I couldn't believe how many smart people I met and, and how much I enjoyed it. Um, just a big, a uh, little backstory on the speed networking. So, you know, and I didn't really tell too many people this, but this was a pretty crazy moment. So Friday, you know, it's Friday, 12 noon, we're about to have our, our, uh, are opening, um, you know, a registration night, and the speed networking guy calls me, Michael, and he goes, listen, both of my flights out of Chicago were canceled to Las Vegas. I don't know how I'm going to be able to get out there. Now, this is a day before the speed networking. There are people that have said, I want to go to Betbacks just for the speed networking. I said, man, if this thing has to get canceled or if we have to do some you know, make up some phony bullshit where we just pair random people with each other, which would have been okay, but it wouldn't have been ideal. Um, it ain't going to work. So I told the guy, I'm like, listen, uh, he called me at 12 noon. The speed networking was set to begin at 9 a.m. the next morning. I said, you got 21 hours. You got to figure it out. I don't know how you're going to do it, but you got to figure it out. Chicago to Vegas in 21 hours, you could do this. And to Michael's credit, uh, he made power moves. What he wind up doing, and I'll never forget this, because this is this is where you know I want to have a long-term relationship with these people. What Michael wind up doing is he wound up taking a flight from Chicago to L.A., um, landed in L.A. at 8 p.m. Friday night, and then drove the four or five hours to Vegas, wind up getting to Vegas at 1 a.m. Saturday morning. And he was there to run the speed networking event. And I'll never forget that. I appreciate it. Um, you know, as an entrepreneur and, and, you know, you just wasn't, I wasn't accepting no for an answer and he was going to figure out a way to, to, to make it work. And he wound up showing up and that was, that was such a great thing. And, I, and, you know, I told him right when you're on that plane to LA and you're in the air, 
or you're about to get on the runway, shoot me a text, let me know so that I can breathe a little bit better and I can feel good because, you know, we had some contingency plans that are going to help us run it remotely and stuff, but you know how that goes. Um, and, and that wasn't going to work. So that was the whole idea behind the speed networking, and um, it wound up being great. And I think that that's, we're going to continue doing that. That's going to be a staple of Bet Bash going forward. Um, and um, I think the seven-minute meetings were great. I think 15, 15 meetings was a good number. Um, some people wanted more, some people wanted less, but we took a poll, and uh, and at the end of it, and a lot of people thought that 15 was the, a, a great number. And again, these are just 15 initial meetings. That doesn't mean you're only stuck to talking to 15 people, and and, and you're only going to talk to 15 people at the whole conference. These are just 15 initial meetings. I'm proud to say that Chinese Mike had a great couple, uh, several great meetings. We followed up with them. Um, I'm also proud to say that I had some great meetings and I followed up. We all had some great meetings and um, we all followed up and we're going to be doing business with the guys we talked to. We think that there's a good synergy there that we could both help each other out, elevate our game. So that was great. Uh, a couple of guys have asked me questions. I'm able to help mentor them. So that was nice. I'm, I'm happy to do so. Um, you know, I couldn't give my phone number or my contact info out to just anybody, but I figured the guys I'm going to meet in the speed networking, I'd have my business card and I'd give them my phone number with it so that if they ever wanted to reach out or they had a question, I'd be happy to help. That's another thing. A lot of people are like, hey, Spank, you're, you're going to do the speed networking also? I'm like, of course. Why would I ever have a part of BetBash and, 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 and push for it so much and I wouldn't participate in it myself? Um, you know, I, I see value in it, and I'm not a hypocritical guy. I'm going to be right in the middle of things. Uh, you know, this is this is how it is. Um, and I really enjoyed it, and I think it was a great way to start things off um, for Bet Bash. Um, okay, so, you know, so that Friday, by the way, let's talk, let's go back to Friday night. I just want to, you know, Friday night was a registration party, and that was a good time. And I made it a point. I said, I'm going to shake every single attendee's hand at Bet Bash. And I did, I, I, I think I did exactly just that. And I think I'd done it multiple times. I was at that, that registration line. And it was a little bit of a long line. You know what I mean? We we're trying to keep it moving. But you know how it is. If the people come right off the bat, boom, 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 it just gets long. It was a long line. So, but I was able to have little mini conversations with everybody online and kind of keep the time fast. Ask where people were from. Guys came from Spain from England, from Florida, from Cali, from New York, from Michigan, from Canada, all over, from Australia, from Spain, I said Spain already, uh, yeah, so it just, um, it was insane, like, the international, and the, 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 the people really came out, um, and I really, really thought that was really cool, like, wow, thank you so much, because, listen, you know, the big thing is, is that, for a conference to succeed, you got to have people show up, obviously, right? And the, and, and the Bet Bash is not a proven winner. Uh, it's an idea. And for people to kind of trust me on this, um, put up their money, pay their airfare, pay their hotel, and come out and believe me that it was going to be worth it was a, was a big, you know, leap of faith. But I think given my reputation and, 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 and what I've done and... and you know, I, I appreciate that belief, and listen, it could have fell flat on its face. Uh, I put a tweet out there in the beginning saying, listen, if it falls flat, or if we we're going to mess up, please be patient and, and understand that we're not event planners. We're trying our best. 
Um, but of course it didn't, so I'm glad that, uh, that it wound up working out well. So yeah, so I really appreciated that, and I wanted to shake everybody's hand. And I wanted to thank them for coming. And a lot of people enjoyed that, and I enjoyed it. I love meeting new people. I love talking to people, and there was a lot of great groups. Um, bar Canada wasn't an open bar that night, but I wound up buying several rounds for a lot of people I didn't know, and I was happy to do so. Um, and I was happy to see a lot of meet, meet a lot of new faces and make a lot of new friends. And, um, and I loved it. That was super great, and uh, I couldn't have asked for a better opening night. Had a... Uh, a uh, girl, Brianna, who's a model that was good, that was a, a, a perfect fit for the Spank Gods. We had her, you know, she was uh, dressed in the Spank Gods logo. So we're kind of trying to bring that logo to life. A lot of guys enjoyed that. And, uh, you know, she was running the prize wheel for a little bit, giving out T-shirts, hats, koozies. Um, also, you know, one guy won a Bet Bash 3 ticket, which was cool. So, yeah, it was a good time. It was, um, you know... Fun had by all. Great opening night. Couldn't have asked for anything better. Saturday morning, great speed networking. Now, I made a mistake. You know, I got there. I got to Vegas on Wednesday, and I kind of went hard Wednesday, Thursday night. Just because that's what I do. And, uh, and then Friday, by the time Friday night came, and then, you know, I'm like, my God, you know, I'm my age is starting to show here. Um, so then by Saturday night, I'm like, damn, okay, we got the stadium swim party, which uh, which was great and all, but, and it was good, you know, no, I wasn't drinking any hard liquor, I had to take a break, so I was just drinking beers, and that was nice, and that, you know, I was able to come and go a little bit here and there, um, and, uh, you know, again, because we still had registration, people weren't able to make Saturday morning, so we had to register some people and do this. Again, when you run a conference like this, you want to try to enjoy and be with everybody, but at the same time, uh, you have to be able to, you know, put out fires, little mini fires, solve issues. You know, I get a phone call from my staff, Spanky, this guy says he's with you, and this guy's this, and this guy's that, and, you know, some people, I don't even know who the hell they were, they're saying that, you know, I'm their friend or something, thinking that they get a free admission, which is bullshit. You know, um, that doesn't work, you know what I mean? Everybody, I had my closest of closest friends pay for a ticket, um, you know, there's some people, if they were on panels or if they participated, helped out with some different things, you know, we were able to do something there. But for the most part, we're going to try to make this thing, you know, giving out, you know, comp tickets and stuff was um, was something that, you know, my staff, of course, gets comped in the circuit and stuff. But for the most part, we're going to try to avoid that at all because, we, you know, this is a business. And by the same token, if, um, and that's another thing, I've heard a lot of people come to the conference that, that, didn't pay, or one guy tried to sneak in, Joker, and you know what I mean, like, guys, like, you know, it, it costs money to run something like this, and I don't think anybody in their right mind, you know, according to the survey, and I'll go over that, but that, that said I didn't get $500 worth uh, of value out of Betbash, and um, and that's the thing, I think it's a, it's a little bit insulting, not a little bit, it's pretty insulting for somebody to try to, you know, sneak in, you know, or do this, do that try to ask for a handout and shit, come on, pony up, if you can't afford $500, and, and, and it's crazy, because there's guys, there's guys that didn't even show up because of the cost, or then some guys felt as if, I think they needed to be invited, or some guys, like, you know what I mean, and I couldn't believe it, that they didn't come, and they were in town, and they still didn't come, and I'm like, I can't believe it, like, really, like, you, you know, you really think that you shouldn't pay to be able to come to this, like, you know what I mean, at the end of the day, 
you know, this is a, a one person doesn't make pet bash. It's it's a whole group of people, and um, and if somebody thinks that they're that important, that you know, unless they're asked to come in, then you know they gotta they gotta get off their high horse for the most part. I'm going off on tangents, but that's how it goes when you start rambling on these things. Anyhow, so um, yeah, so Saturday night kind of took it slow, kind of speed up, and I knew the watch party. So when we talked to the circa. You know, we knew Final Four was the way to go because this is kind of not the busiest time. When people go out from March Madness to Vegas, they only go out for the first weekend. Um, so the first two rounds of the tournament. Nobody ever says, I'm going to Vegas for, the, for March Madness and they're at the Final Four. So it's not really a destination spot for the Final Four. So we kind of wanted to change that so that people can, you know, go out there for the Final Four, have a good time, and then we're able to have some good games on. And let me tell you, I was sitting out there at the pool. Sun was set. It was three minutes to go in that last game. You know, it was, I think it was a tie game or really close. And, man, that breeze up there was just so nice. And I said, man, we did a good job. I was looking around, people talking, people smiling, everybody having a blast. Some people still soaking in the pool, chilling out. And I'm like, man, this is pretty good. So far, so good. And people were congratulating me. Oh, this is such great. Congratulations. What a great event. I'm like, do me a favor, let's save the congratulations for Monday night, because, you know, we've still got two days to go, so. So then the panels come, um, and the panels now are, are, are important, you know, and, and Matt Metcalf was helping me, and that was Sunday morning, Matt Metcalf was instrumental in helping me design these panels. He kind of came up with the initial ideas, we tweaked them a little bit. And I knew one of the panels I wanted to have was kind of like a legacy panel, like a Stardust memory. I thought of Stardust memories. I thought that was great. Um, and uh, Scotty Shetler no longer lives in Vegas. He lives in Minnesota with his daughter. But his son lives in Vegas. So I said, you know, if I could get Scotty out um, and he could get on a panel, it would be the most amazing thing. Because Scotty is one of the best storytellers out there. Roxy Roxborough is an unbelievable storyteller, and Richard Schutz is an unbelievable storyteller. So you have three storytellers. Now, this panel, initially, I'm like, okay, you know, like every panel, historically, you get a moderator to kind of keep the conversation going. And I said, guys, if you want, because I don't even want to be on my panel. Um, I kind of, you know, was hoping somebody else would be there. I was trying to get Harala Bob, but he couldn't make it. Because um, I didn't want to be on. I didn't really want to do a panel because that's just another added pressure thing when I'm trying to run the conference and now i got to be on a panel, but I was fine with it, Matt Metcalf kind of twisted my arm and says, come on, it's art of sports betting, this is your thing, so I said, yeah, you're right, so, I, and he, you know, he, he was, you know, that's the one thing about me and Matt, our relationship, you know, he'll push back on me, I'll push back on him, and we always do it in a great way, there's no, like, you know, we disagree, and, we, you know, I've changed his mind, he's changed mine, he's just incredible, like, and when you have somebody like that that you could bounce shit off of and you know, that is able, like, I could show him mine, he could show me his vision, I could show him my vision, it's like the best thing, because then when we both combine each other, and then we think it just, it, it just excels the product, it, it accelerates, you know, and brings it to another level, so that is incredible, to, and, and that's a skill that he has, that is, and that's why he's a director uh, uh, of the sports book there, because he has that incredible skill to, to be able to, to, give guidance and, and, and lead, but he also could take a step back and listen, and he knows when to do what. And that is an un incredible skill not everybody has. So yeah, so, you know, the panels, we talked about it, and um, 
We wanted a bookmakers panel. We wanted an ethics panel. Um, Stardust memories and an art of sports betting. And a couple of panels kind of went off topic a little bit. The ethics panel kind of went into the itty-gritty details. Um, and the ethics panel, I think, was great. I think Alan Boston was... Uh, Matt Metcalf recruited Alan Boston to be on his panel. He wanted Alan Boston. And, um, and Alan Boston, you know, is a uh, you know, very smart guy. Really smart. And the entertainment, you're always going to get entertained, but... You're just hoping that, you know what I mean, that things are, are civil. And and he even told me, he goes, listen, what do you think? I'm, 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 I'm not going to uh, curse anybody out or whatever. And, and I'm like, I know, Alan. I just, you know, what am I going to do? I'm going to just, if I, in order to uh, to ease my thing, I'm going to just say, hey, listen, you, you a great debate is, is awesome, but just be respectful. And he goes, of course I will. I'm not going to, I wouldn't do that to you and everything like that. So that was really cool of him. And, um, and, uh, and it was a good panel. I think, you know, there was a couple of back and forths and stuff. And, you know, the audience Q&A was good. Don't want to really get into the details of what happened. Just because, you know what? If you weren't there, then you missed out. It was a good panel. Uh, a lot of people loved it. Um, somebody, Richard Schutz, said he's been going to conferences all, uh, you know, he's been in the business for 50 years. He said that first panel, I haven't seen a better panel ever than that first panel. So that's pretty amazing for Richard to even say that. Then, you know, given Duck Kazarian then was on the second panel, The Art of Bookmaking, and, you know, and David Purdom moderated that first panel, did a great job. Um, and it was just a good panel. Second panel, Duck Kazarian moderated it, and my God, Doug is so polished. You know what I mean? You, you could tell the guy talks for a living. He's incredible. He knows how to push back. He knows how to follow up with questions. He's just a consummate professional. Couldn't have asked, you know, for great, and, and, and again, a lot of all bookmakers on that panel, and um, and uh, he did such a great job, and I'm, I'm, I'm happy for everybody that showed up on that, and, and that was such a great panel. Then we had a lunch break, and then we went into the, to the, to the uh, Stardust Memories panel. A couple of things with the lunch break, you know, we had hot dogs, because American Coney Island was right downstairs, it was easy to cater. Some guys weren't feeling the hot dogs, you know what I mean, you heard a couple of farts in a room and shit, and couple of things sort of smell a little funky so we might change that up next time around and uh not go with the dogs unless it was like a final thing where you don't really you know everybody gets a break and shit but for the most part you know it was just hot dogs and and uh we'll, we'll try to figure something better out um for the future then the next panel was the stardust memories so this is a good time to talk about my staff my girl amanda um, and my, the rest of my staff, Jake, Manny, Amarellis, Mar- Mariellis, um, Amanda was absolutely incredible. She kind of led the, te- the, the force, the, the, um, my staff kind of to be able to take us to the next level. She's the one, Bet Bash, I always say if it wasn't for Amanda, Bet Bash would have been Bet Trash. She, um, she did everything. Website, all the stuff, all the promotional items all the emails, all the follow-ups, all the travel, all everything. You name it, Amanda did it. And it's a lot of work. So credit to her, and, and, and she did such a great job. And she was stressed out, just like I. We were all stressed out. We just, we wanted it to succeed. And she even said, Bet Bash is like my baby. I can't, I have to make sure that it succeeds. And she did a tremendous job, and I'm lucky to have her on my team. Um, so that's the Artist Memories panel. She made that initial video. Uh, we had a little video, I tweeted that video out about, you know, it showed an old Stardust commercial, and, um, and it showed, you know, what kind of introduced, 
uh, the Stardust. And then I, you know, I and, and I was like I said it before, before I went off on all these tangents, I was gonna moderate. I was gonna ask to moderate, and then Roxy says, "Nah, it's all right, Spank. We don't need a moderator." And, I, and then I said, "Richard, you sure? Uh, Roxy, you sure to go down? We're sure." And they were right. They didn't need one. Um, and I'm, I'm, you know, and I, I just, you know, and they, I, I was because Matt was helping me design. I'm like, yeah, they, they don't want a moderator. What am I gonna say? You know, what I'm saying that's it. They, 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 you know, these are, these are, these are legends, and they know what they're doing, and 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 uh, and they're able to just, and, and they did a perfect job. You know, they, they, they just bounced ideas off each other, uh, not ideas, but stories off each other. They would chime in when they had to. It was just incredible. I looked around the room. I saw jaws open. The stories were unbelievable. Some of them I never even heard before, and I interviewed all three of those guys on my podcast, um, and I just loved it. I loved it. It was just great hearing those stories. Um, you know, Roxy came to me afterwards. Richard came to me afterwards. Scotty Shetler came to me. They all thanked me. Roxy says, thank you, Spanky. I, you know, I don't really see Scotty too often, um, you know, given the distance and everything. So this might be the last time, you know, we're together in a room. I'm like, nah, don't worry about it, Roxy. Don't say that. You never know and stuff. But it was really, you know, it was important. And that was, that, you know, meant a lot to me. Um, and I always say this, that, that, you know, we stand on the shoulders of giants in this business. You know, I recognize that. And I thank them. And I, and I say this to all the legends that were there. All the bookmakers that have spent 20, 30, 40 years doing this. 50 years. Um, that this is all they do. And I thank them so much because, you know, they established the business. They kind of made it, you know, made it thrive. Um, and then, you know, before I was even born. And, uh, and then for me to just get into this business that really wasn't you know, it was, wasn't even a business, uh, uh, or it was just kind of developing and having to deal with all the underworld and, and all these other things. It was just, must have been unbelievable. So I really thanked them, and I said, listen, you know, it's guys like you that's paved the way for me to be able to support my family, and I really meant that. Um, and uh, I think that's important, I think, for any pro better. Any, anybody in the business to be able to respect these guys, to respect the legends that have paved the way, that have done what they've done to, to bring honor, integrity to the sports betting world and, and, and especially the bookmakers that have done so. And, and it means a lot to me because these are, 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 these are my heroes. Um, these are the guys that I look up to. Um, and that's just how it is. I'm, I'm a sports betting enthusiast. This is my profession. This is all I know. Um, this is what I love. So for me to have that and to enjoy that, to, to be able to be with all those legends in a room, um, was just incredible. You know, Derek Stevens before that Stardust panel said, I got to pinch myself. I can't believe all the people that showed up and that all the people were here. Um, and it's the truth. You know, Derek was, uh, was, was, he couldn't believe it. You know, they were all, Circle was really excited. You know, they were, they were so happy. They actually, you know, I, I, I don't know, I think they were like, man, you really did a good job selling the thing out and stuff. I don't know, maybe they had their doubts, who knows, you know, again, who knows, like, you, you never know. I'm going to say, listen, I'm going to be able to sell this out and then some, I felt good. <laughs> but a lot of it's just posture, let's be honest, you know what I mean? I'm going to say that, of course, but part of me believes it, but part of me doubts it. <laughs> but you got to believe it at least a little bit for it to come true. Um, and what am I going to tell them? Nah, I'm not going to sell out. 
you know, this is, we're just, you know, and I think I might have said that a little bit, because I just, I don't want to lie to somebody at the same time, I'm like, listen, if we get 200 people, I'll be happy, um, but, you know, wind up getting 350, so I was ecstatic, and, uh, and we turned 50 people away, there was like 50 or 60 people on a wait list, um, that we just couldn't get in, so yeah, so, um, no, that was great, they were really, and, and Derek was, uh, was really, really uh, impressed, and he was really, really, you know, we had an after-action report kind of uh, on Tuesday, and, you know, he loved it, he thought we did a great job, everybody all around, team effort, his staff, my staff, uh, so, you know, we're, we're to plan for the future. Um, great story, just as a side note, my buddy Fats was there, and uh, and Derek said, like, hey, Fats, what's up? And Fats like, hey, what's up, Derek? And then Derek Steven just wind up telling this story, and he wound up telling it multiple times throughout the weekend. One of those times was actually on Fremont Street, on the stage with a microphone, and he says, "Fats, I'll never forget it. We're at Little Caesars, and uh, and I was uh, at Little Caesars Gene May Day, uh, and and I was there. We're looking at the board, just looking at the lines. I was standing in line, and then I hear this fat guy behind me saying, "Hey, kid." Get the fuck off the line! You're holding it up, and 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 that was Fats that was yelling at Derek, and Derek till this day remembers that, and uh, and he goes, Fats, you taught me respect that day, and I was like, holy shit! I didn't know this. Like, I knew Fats, you know, that's exactly a Fats, you know, Fats would 100% do that shit if he's trying to go place a bet. But yeah, and Derek said that you taught me respect that day. I'll never forget it. I really appreciate it. You know, Derek even went as far as a man. If it wasn't for guys like you, I wouldn't be here, which is, I think a little bit, you know, too much. But at the same time, it is kind of true in this fact of he learned respect. And I think when you learn respect, that's kind of what helps you build your business and, and, and get to that next level. So I guess that was a, 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 such a pivotal moment for Derek to even recall that and tell that story. And, uh, and man, Fats couldn't believe it. He was like, "Oh my God!" Like, you know what I mean? And like, you know what I mean? Fats doesn't even remember remember it happening because Fats probably did that shit a bunch of times to a lot of different people. So I thought that was a pretty cool story, and I'm like, "Wow, that is super cool." And uh, you know what I mean? For you know, because Fats is a buddy of mine, one of the best in the business, legend in my mind, um, and uh, always a good friend and, and always very smart always, always great, so I thought that was such a great story, and uh, I thought I'd share that, so then the final panel I was on was uh, Art of Sports Betting, and you know, Gil, again, unbelievable, what a professional, Gil is, is you know, again, just is just smooth, you know, VEASAN has a lot of talented guys, a lot of talented guys, a lot of talented hosts, <laughs> not many, maybe, I don't know, I don't know if there's others, but there's only one, I think. Maybe there's a few more now, but Gil's a one-man show, and Gil always told me, if I stop talking, the show stops. Uh, I can't take a break. I can't let somebody else talk, and I'm the one who just keeps it rolling, and and he is just unbelievable at what he does. He is just so good. So, so good. And uh, and I think we, all of us, all of me, Chris Bennett, uh, Gamble Ball, Zach White, and... Um, Elohu Feistel, um, we were all uh, so, so happy that Gil moderated our panel and that we all felt so good and we thought it turned out really good and I think uh, the crowd, uh, you know, we gave away some stuff, you know, and, and 
and uh, and I kind of tried to stop. It was funny. Somebody put out there that, you know, I'm trying to stop people from giving away stuff, but I gave away the most, which I guess was right. You know what I mean? But I, listen, I was one of those guys, which if I could give away something, that a technique that we kind of use, which I hope anybody that's that bad bash, don't share that technique with people. Let's not put that out there, please. You know what I mean? Don't be like, oh, yeah, here's what Spanky said. Don't do that. If you're going to use that technique, use it. And uh, use it to your advantage. And, you know, let 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 the people that were in the room, you know, the the actual few that might actually employ the technique, let them do it on their own. Don't give it away. You know what I mean? Because that's a Chinese mic idea, and um, I only was able to share that with Chinese mics uh, approval. Because um, a lot of people are like, man, Mike must be pissed at you. Nah, I'm like, I talked to Mike before I went up there, and he greenlighted me. So uh, he wanted everybody to have a good time too. So. But, uh, yeah, so this is something that we use, you know, and, and stuff. I'm not going to get into too much detail, but it was a good panel. I think everybody had a good time. And that's the thing. I wasn't, you know, that's the one thing. With panels, I'm not going to do a fluff job. We're not going to bullshit. We're not going to, I mean, we're going to try to, because, you know, I saw, you know, when, when some of those bookmakers that are not really too kind to the sports betters, I saw the, the, the feel of the room when some of those questions, Q&A came up and a guy had their microphone. Hey, you know, I'm limited to $2.57. Why are you doing it? I mean, like, I felt so a part of the room. It's like, okay, I got to hear this. You know what I mean? Like, people wanted to, like, thank you. Let's get an answer now and stuff. And then that's the thing. People wanted to hear stuff like that. And, and, um, and credit to all the bookmakers that showed up. Credit to the ones that knew they were going to get heat. You know, Mad respect. Mad respect. Because you know you're going to get heat. You're not afraid. And you're a professional. And I'm not going to name any names of anybody, but there was a lot of them up there that they knew they were going to get heat. And they took it. And um, and I thanked them for it. And and, um, and I think they kind of, listen, the bookmakers there that, are, that were there, they don't want players mad at them. Who the hell wants somebody mad at you? You know what I mean? That's your business. So, it doesn't make sense for a bookmaker to want players to be upset with them. No. They want them to rave about them and say what a great bookmaker I am and how we treat customers great and all that stuff. And if that's not happening, trust me, they want to do something to fix it. Sometimes that one person's hand is tied. Sometimes it has to go up the ladder. And by the time it gets up there, you know, the guy that's really making the decision is advised by the wrong people or Maybe there are people that are telling them this is the way to go and not really worrying about customer service and whatnot. So, um, you know, it's uh, and that's how it is. But you know what? Props to them for coming up. I really appreciated that. Okay, so then we went to the Legacy Club, um, which was, by and large, the most successful part of Bet Bash. According to the survey, this was the rate, the one that the rate, and we had we, we pretty much met unofficially at the Legacy Club every night of Bet Bash. But this was unofficially, uh, this was the, uh, we met unofficially, this was the official Sunday night open bar at, at, uh, at the Legacy Club. And this was, by and large, the best, best uh, turnout. Uh, not just turnout, the, the most highest reviewed in the surveys we got. Um, five star, five star, five star, just endless. Uh, it was just incredible. And uh, it was a great turnout. People came. They had a great time. Everybody was just like, it was just great. Smoking cigars, having some good scotch, some good whiskey, great drink. They're making old fashions. Um, and uh, 
and a lot of people, you know, there was a lot of pretty girls in the room. So, you know, a lot of some people asked me, "Spank you? Where all these girls come from?" And one guy was serious, and I'm like, "Well, these are all professional sports betters. They just decided uh, to skip all the other events and just come to the Legacy Club because um, that's your thing." And I guess some the guy answered, "Really?" And then I'm like, "Dude, I'm just, you know, what I mean, in my mind, I'm like, dude, you have no hope in 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 trying to excel in this business. I hate to say it, but." You know, but at the same time, I'm like, nah, bro, you know, these are hired atmosphere models. So, a lot of people say, yeah, Spank, why'd you hire models? Why'd you put atmosphere models in there? Um, and that's a good question, you know, I, and here's the answer. Again, the first bet bash, mayor of Jersey City, Steve Fulop, was there. Um, he looked around, and he saw seven women. He probably only saw three of the seven or four of the seven, and it was a sausage fest. 275 people showed up, 268 were men. And he goes, you got to get some girls next time. And I said, yeah. I, you know, I, I just said, what do you, what, you know, I, in my mind, I'm like, I just sold tickets. And the people that bought tickets were guys. Like, how do I sell tickets to women? I don't know how, you know, what do I do? Um, and it just that it, it's a male-dominated, you know, business in a sense. So how do I change that? And, and again, I could, you know, there are se several females in the sports betting landscape, um, just that none of them wanted to, none of them came, or not many of them came, there was a few that came, don't get me wrong, but very few came that bought a ticket, um, that wanted to come, so I just said to myself, I'm like, okay, uh, what do I do now to just, you know, spice up the crowd a little bit, and, and again, I, you know, I wasn't gonna insult my, 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 my uh, attendees and pretend like, you know, we're gonna or, or try to get some so-called female professionals and have them show up. That's bullshit. Fuck that. You know what I mean? No. I'm doing it, and it's just very obvious. I'm doing it to make the crowd look pretty, look nice. If, if, if you want to be able to talk to a pretty girl and, you know, that's pretending she gives a shit about you when, in fact, she doesn't give three shits about you, that's cool. You know what I mean? That's what they're paid to do, and that's why I did it. And some guys really enjoyed that. And if you didn't, enjoy, if you didn't talk to a girl, great. Even just a nice quick glance while you're looking at it, you know, uh, it's a nice thing to have. As a man, it's beautiful. It's uh, you know, who's gonna say, "Oh man, these pretty women, I can't take this." You know, what I mean, who the hell's gonna do that? Um, so I think it was a good thing, and I kind of learned that from Circa Dave Rossborough. He's you know, Atmosphere Models. They had like an Atmosphere Model event when I was there in December uh, for like Christmas. So I said, oh, there's such a thing as atmosphere models. This is cool. Let me look into this. And uh, and again, a lot of people said, no, nah, I don't know about this. You know, this is Vegas. Uh, you know, if people are going to there to just talk gambling. And that's true for the most part. But listen, I think it was a huge success. I think we're going to continue to do so. And again, you know, I only was going to do it one night. You know, I'm not going to bring atmosphere models into speed networking. Uh, that wasn't going to happen. I wasn't going to bring them to the pool party or the, 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 the final game watch party where guys are just watching the game. They're not really watching anything else. I think the Legacy Club was the perfect night to do so. And um, and I think it was, it was a huge success. And I saw a lot of guys. And Matt Landis, who runs the Props and Hops podcast, you know, he said something to me that I thought was absolutely amazing. He said, of all the conversation, one of the biggest conversations I had at Bet Bash was this atmosphere model named Gina. I'm like, what? He goes, yes. Gina actually taught me a lot about social media. I think her name was Gina. I forget what her name was. But, um, and I hired her, and I don't even know what her name was. But 
she was a master of social media. She's a social influencer. She does all these things, and then and uh, and um, she uh, she actually you know kind of showed him how to like make moves and kind of get his podcast out there and kind of and that was big. And he might actually have her on his podcast, which I thought was oh my god, what a cherry on top that was. Like to actually be able to you know because the models, even though they you know they're there, they're paid there to be there. There were some legitimate connections, and for that to happen is awesome. Because, you know, listen, just because they're pretty doesn't mean that you can't have a good conversation, and you know what I mean? It just, uh, that's not the case. So I shouldn't have, maybe I should take back what I just said earlier, that, you know, they don't give a shit about you. Nah, listen, they might, or they'll, they'll try to pretend. I don't know. Maybe they do. What, who am I to judge? Uh, you know what I mean? They're nice to be there. They're very nice. Um, you know, and dealing with them and kind of coordinating everything and stuff like that. So, um, you know, me and Chinese Mike uh, helped with that, and um, and uh, and that was fun. Okay, let's go to Monday. So, the Legacy Club was just incredible. Again, late night. Then Monday morning, the bookie better breakfast. We tried to make this as late as possible to still call it a breakfast. Had a 10.30 a.m. start. A lot of legends showed up. Some of the legends that showed up there that didn't even show up all weekend. Um, a lot of guys showed up, like a Vic Salerno. Uh, I wasn't able to see him all weekend. Uh, Dickie Carson. I don't know, Dickie Carson, I think, showed up at the pool party. Um, but a, a lot of guys showed up, and uh, it was just great. Uh, Jimmy Vaccaro. Jim was, yeah, Jimmy Vaccaro showed up, which was awesome. Jimmy Vaccaro, I think, showed up to the... Uh, did he show up to the panels? I'm not sure. I think he did. But yeah, it was just absolutely great for the bookie better breakfast. Uh, guys were sitting on tables, and you know, I saw guys holding court. Um, guys like Captain Jack who would just start, you know, saying stuff, and there would be a whole table around, and guys would just just watch, listen to him, and they were interested in what he was saying. He was dropping knowledge. Somebody like a Roxy Roxborough, who was telling the story, and Roxy had I saw jaws just open, just waiting, and uh, and that was just incredible. Vic Salerno was telling stories. Robert Walker, who's one of the best storytellers in the business. Roxy even said, if you think I'm a good storyteller, this guy, uh, Robert Walker, is the best storyteller. Scotty Shetler was was there. Chris Andrews, Vinnie Maiulo. The list goes on and on. Rufus Peabody was there. A lot of people, you know, said, hey, I want to talk to Rufus um, and, and talk to him. Uh, Jason Weingartner. Um, the list just goes on and on. Jeff Davis, uh, Chris Bennett. Uh, Alan Berg, um, just uh, there's just so many, so many solid bookmakers, you know, from Jimmy Vaccaro to Richard Schutz, who's you know, Richard Schutz said such nice things to me, and he said, you know, he came to me at Legacy Club and he complimented me. He sent me a hand, a letter in the mail. Okay, this is this is the kind of class Richard Schutz is. I just can't. You know, he sent me a letter saying, Spanky, thank you for having me part of Bet Bash. I've been in this business for 50 years. I've never seen anything like it. I wish you nothing but success. And it really, like, you know, I'm going to frame that letter. Because you don't really get, you know, we're in a digital world, email world. For him to send me a letter and, and then sign it in the mail, I'm like, man, this guy is just so classy. What a class act. Um, I just, I, you know, it's guys like that that, you know, when you impress guys like that, who are not easily impressed, who have seen it all. Richard Schutz has worked for Bill Hara. He's been in this game for a long-ass time. Was on the top with Steve Wynn. And, um, 
and, and, and CEO of the Stratosphere, and, and he just, you know, did so many things, dealt with the gaming control board, he's done so much in the business, and he's seen so much, and he's been with all, and he told me one thing, and I'll never forget this, he actually said that, you know, everybody, every other conference is pay to play, he said most of these guys, they pay, and then that's how they get on a panel, because they just, it's sponsorship money, we want to make sure that they keep the sponsorship money going, so it's a, it's a scratch my back, I'll scratch yours type thing, and, and that's the thing, I tell you now that there is not one person that showed up at Bet Bash that I paid to be there. Um, they all came under their own accord. They all paid their own way. They all came, you know, um, all, you know, paid their travel, paid everything. Um, and uh, and they, they wanted to be there. Um, and they wanted to help support the event. And that meant the world to me. That to me was, you know, because these guys are busy, and for them to take the time out of there for their support to do this, um, guys that were on the panel, there was no fee I paid them, none of that. I just said, please come, and they, they did it for me, you know. Uh, and uh, shout out to Robert Walker, who's a, a he kind of was a fill in, and he was an unbelievable. I should have picked him from the start because John Sharon couldn't make it from FanDuel, canceled on me. Um, uh, Believe it or not, for the second bet bash in a row, but that's a different story. I don't, you know, sometimes work gets in the way. But yeah, but Robert Walker was uh was um was great, and 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 he he kind of moved his schedule around just for me. Who the hell am I? You know what I mean? Um, just to be able to make this thing work, and uh and 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 that meant a lot. You know what I mean? Everybody that showed up, Johnny Avello, um, the list goes on a lot. I I, I don't want to, you know miss any names or skip any names, but it just, but it, 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 it would, you know, it's it just, the, the list is just incredible, um, just, I don't, uh, Bert Osborne, who uh, came from Pennsylvania, you know, what a great guy, um, you know, I, I thank him, Derek Stevens was at the Bookie Better Breakfast, and he was there with Jeff Benson, who runs operations for the sports book at the circuit, just imagine, you could have had breakfast with Derek Stevens. Matt Metcalf told me for me to get a meeting with Derek, it's usually I probably see him once every couple, you know, two three weeks. He's that busy. I was sitting at the bar with Derek Stevens, and Derek Stevens told me he goes, I, "I see my schedule. You just want me there for the breakfast." I'm like, "No, Derek, we want you there for a bunch of things." He goes, "I know. I want to be a part of everything." And I'm like, "I want you to be a part of everything. I just know that you're a busy guy." He go and then and we kind of and then he kind of sh- opened his phone up. And I saw, just glanced at his phone real quick, he had like 250 unread text messages. And I'm like, dude, you know what I mean? Look how busy you are. You can't even get, you're, he goes, yeah, I know, it's just always busy. But he's an executive, and I didn't want to, but I told him, I want you there on the panels to make the introduction for the Stardust Memories panel. And he appreciated that. He was there for all the panels. He enjoyed it. And, uh, and he was really, like I'm telling you, you know, Derek is a hands-on owner. Um, always sitting there at the bar, at the mega bar, greeting everybody. Guys wanted to take pictures of him, shaking hands. And uh, and I kind of, you know, a testament to Derek, you know, I kind of took what Derek does and see, man, that's how you succeed, by being nice to people. It's really not that hard, you know what I mean? Like, if you think about it, you know, just don't be an asshole. Actually go out of your way to be extra nice. That's all he did. So I shook everybody's hand that came to Bet Bash. You know, and this guy does this every day. I did it for... 
three days and I was super exhausted. He does it daily. He sits there daily. Guys come up to him and say, thank you, Derek. This is such a great... You know, how many times has he heard, what a great casino, what a great sports book? And you know what? He makes that person feel as if that's the first time he heard that and thanks them. You know, that's a professional. That's a businessman. So I, I, I thank Derek for coming to that and, and being a part of it. Uh, Joe Brennan, who's is great, who's going to be launching with, with Adam Bjorn, um, their, their uh, thing out of the oceans in Atlantic City. My buddy Chris Bruno, one of my great friends. There's guys that are saying Chris Bruno. Chris Bruno, honestly, like, once you get to know Chris Bruno, dare I say, I don't think there's a more quality guy out there. Like, he's right up there. I'd put him right up there with Chinese Mike. Although, China, you know, Chinese Mike, I think, is the best of the best. But I don't see what Chinese Mike has that Chris doesn't. Chris Bruno did three years in New York State Prison on a first-time bookmaking offense. And he smiles about it, and he tells his stories, and, and that's that. Um, but Chris is unbelievable. And Chris was on that panel. He hated it, didn't want to do it, but he did it for me. And, uh, and it wasn't the right topic for him with ethics and stuff. But he did it for me, and I appreciated it. And, um, and he's great. And I, I, I love Chris, and he's always my, uh, my, my right-hand man. Dinky showing up. One, another legend. Guy's taught me so much. Um, I thank him for coming. It means the world to me that he was able to show up. Um, you know, especially when I, when I had my case going on. You know, Dinky went through a lot of that stuff. So for me to bounce ideas off of Dinky, that was incredible. Got to thank my team, Manny and Luke. They were, uh, you know, a lot of people said Luke is, is unbelievable. Best, better out there. You know, Luke uh, really brought my reputation and my whole business to a different level. So shout out to my main man. Uh, for doing what he does and doing it so well. And uh, Manny, of course, running the tech, and Jake. You know, I, I have such a great team. You know what I mean? I, I just got a great team. Couldn't be more proud of my guys. I'm so happy they were. Uh, they had a good time and they were able to help us uh, run such a great event. Ed Golden from Right Angle Sports, who never shows up to anything, who very few people have ever seen his face, um, wind up coming with his crew and uh, super solid guy and he even said he was up in the elevator going up to Legacy Club and he was the same elevator with Matt Metcalf and Alan Boston and Alan Boston and Ed obviously didn't really see eye to eye over the years but they were able to shake hands and, and that's what Bet Bash does you know I mean it's great you just bring people together so I really really thought that was super cool just these little mini stories you just hear these pockets of stories <coughs> which was just incredible Colin Jones with his wife, who's an incredible guy. I'm so happy he did the blackjack seminar. Ella, who was there. Um, you know, Arnie Lang, who wrote that book on the complete history of sports betting and race, uh, uh, sports betting in America. Um, you know, Jeff Whitelaw came. That was just a, a good friend of mine, one of the best betters out there. Nick Bogdanovich, another incredible, incredible guy. Never really got to spend that much time with Nick, but the stories that you hear about his legendary bookmaking was just unbelievable. Fonzie came out, Alfonso Straffen, another great guy, was able to stretch his flight out so he could make the breakfast. 
incredible. Just a great guy, Costa Rican legend in my mind, and has been through been through it all. And you know, good friend, um, Jason Weingarten. Jason Weingarten. You know, I met him at Sloan with Gil. I don't know, close to a, day, a little bit less than a decade ago. And admittedly, Jason, you know, back then was an asshole, and he'll even say that. That I was I was a jerk off and you know I was young and foolish and mature and now Jason's great and Jason actually said a great line we did a Twitter Spaces um and he said something that was that resonated with me so well and I think this is kind of kind of talk is a testament about Bet Bash he said talking gambling with my friends is something I hate doing because they just don't understand it's just I gotta explain myself and I gotta go off and you know. It just, it's not something I want to do. But talking gambling with other gamblers is awesome. Like, this is great. And at Bet Bash, everywhere you turn, you could talk gambling with somebody and they'll know what you're talking about. Um, and that's the beauty of it. Because I'm the same way. I hate talking about gambling with people that are not in the business. Like, if my wife, if we go to a party or whatever and... You know, there's going to be, you know, let's just say one of our friend's birthdays and then there's guys there and there's other guys there, husbands of well, friends of friends and all this shit. And, you know, of course the question, so, hey, you know, what do you do? And, you know, it's like, it's always that moment in my mind. I either, if, I, if I'm really not in the mood, I'll say, yeah, you know, I'm a computer scientist, I'm a computer programmer, I'm in software engineering or something. And, oh, that's cool. You know, that's it really. It ends. But if I'm feeling it, and if I'm like, all right, let's roll the dice here, see where this takes me, I'll say I'm a professional sports better. And man, oh man, you know, that goes one of two ways. You know, it's like, oh, you know, somebody will look at me like I'm a super degenerate, that uh, maybe I'm, I'm a bookmaker, really, that I'm doing illegal activities, I'm part of the mob, and bop, 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 bop. You know, you could never, anything, all these things, you just see them. And, uh, and then another one is like, oh man, that's the coolest thing ever. And then, of course, the inevitable, who do you like tonight? You know what I mean? Or, did you bet the Super Bowl? And I was like, oh, God. You know what I mean? It's like, how many times am I going to hear this shit? But uh, these are things you go through. Um, and you just deal with it. But at Bet Bash, you don't deal with that bullshit. And, and that's the beautiful, beautiful thing about it. When you go to a sports betting conference where people, you know, don't bother talking about that shit. So that was cool. Uh, there's just so many people. You know what I mean? Shane Sigsby was there. Sugar Shane, great guy. Um, Harut and Drew, the Armenian assassins, great guy. Harry Crane, great to see him uh, and he, him running his class. Uh, Mike Craig. Mike Craig got the perma smile. Mike Craig is the kind of guy who um, he could lose every bet, go 0 for 10. And uh, you put a drink in his hand, and we're at a bar, and we're telling good stories, he'll find a way to fucking put a smile on his face. That's the kind of guy Mike Craig is. And uh, I think Mike is unbelievable. He's awesome. Super professional. Great, great guy. And um, he loved him, and Chris Bruno got tight, and he told me, he goes, man, you know, Chris is, is, is you know, and, and they're both great guys. So it's like, it's you know, I, I knew they were going to get close just because it's obvious that two good guys like each other. It's like, a, it's like such a great thing that I was able to make that connection. Um, Rob Pozzola, my man. Uh, always good to see Rob. Rob is just, just great. Um, and uh, 
I love Rob. I'll, you know, there was a time when we were at the at one of the my first. Maybe it was my first. Maybe it was my no. It wasn't my first. But it was a Sloan conference. I'll never forget this. And I always tell Rob I thank him for this. But there was one night I drank a few too many. And I had to get to a daddy-daughter dance the next day, and I'm in Boston. And I'm like, Rob, man, I got to catch my flight like in four hours and shit, and I don't know if I'm going to make it. And Rob walked me back to my hotel. Didn't have to do this. He just met me, actually, either that day or the day before, during that, during that time. Took me back, um, made sure I was all right. And uh, even though I did miss my flight, I was able to catch a train back and get in time for the daddy-daughter dance which I wouldn't miss for the world. But um, but uh, I'll never forget that with Rob. Rob, you know, that's when you kind of tell the true character of a person when, when push comes to shove and when shit hits the fan. You kind of see what kind of people they are. And Rob is, uh, is aces in my book. All those guys. I know I missed a bunch. Oh, let's talk about the, the, the elephant in the room. Jelko. So Jelko is, um, you know, that story... I couldn't believe, you know, I invited Jelko, and I'm like, come, it'll be great. Uh, Jelko and I have done some business together. I'm not going to get into it, you know what I mean? But I was fortunate enough to do business with Jelko. Um, uh, you know what I mean? You do business with Jelko, it's just pretty much, yeah, you know, I'm in the printing money business. Uh, so, yeah, so I'm in, um, I was able to do something, and, and we earned, and it was great and stuff. And, you know, I, I, I've had long conversations with him. And I realized, I'm like, listen, this guy is, 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 you know, I don't look at people's social stature or how, how much money they have or how much money they make. That, that, you know, sure, that's cool, but that doesn't mean shit to me. It's how you treat people and how you are. And, and Jocko is one of the most down-to-earth people I think I've ever, I've ever met in my life. Um, he is just, you know, I can't tell you that I could be as down-to-earth as him. If I wasn't, if I, if I achieved the successes that he has, absolutely incredible. Never, he never stops. He, he just always, you know, he went to the speed networking. He inter- he, he had meetings with 15 people. I told him, you know, of course, to try to sell tickets. I said, Jocko, can I announce that you're coming? He goes, no, why would you announce that I'm coming? Who cares? I'm coming. Not, not he didn't even want, think that he's special. Yeah, he's probably the most successful gambler in the world. He says, no, and uh, and please make my badge not have my name. Make it say, you know, my alias, John. So I put his badge as John, and people were looking at him, and say, oh, this guy's name is John. You know, got that Australian accent, and seems like a good guy, and, and that's it. <laughs> and, and little do they know, and I never said it to anybody. I didn't say it to nobody. There was a couple of people kind of spilling the beans, which, you know, it's cool and all, but I didn't spill the beans to anybody until that Monday bookie better breakfast after he left the room. And uh, I think one of the guys, Drew, um, uh, he told me, he goes, yeah, that, that guy seems cool. I'm like, yeah, not only is he cool, he's, he's the most successful gambler in the world. He goes, really? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and I, he didn't even know. And he was talking to him. And, uh, and you know, what Jelko has done, you could look up, Google him, and uh, he's incredible. And he doesn't get into too many pictures, doesn't take pictures. A lot of people doesn't ever do interviews. Obviously, I've asked him to come on a podcast and, you know, very politely turned me down, which, of course, I knew was going to happen, but you never know unless you ask. Um, but uh, 
one of the best and and you know participated in everything came to support the event um him and his buddy bernard who was another great guy um you know what i mean had dinner with bernard and you know bernard is not afraid to tell you uh what he feels, you know, he go, he, I, on there, he told me, I think I had my, we were having all these appetizers, and he goes, Spanky, you're on your fourth starter, how could, you know what I mean, oh, you gotta watch it, mate, and uh, <laughs> I'm just laughing, I love it, you know what I mean, people tell me that, yeah, I gotta watch my weight, and, and in the nicest way possible, like, you know what I mean, and, you know, but just making sure that he got his point across, which is just great, you gotta respect that. Um, but really good guys, just all these guys are just good guys, um, but, and for them to come out, and, and, and again, they're, uh, you know, they're, they're hunting, you know, uh, I interviewed Jason Scott, who wound up being on the panel, and it works for MGM now, and he was one of the few to ever work for Jelko's crew, and he said it's probably a half a percent acceptance rate, so you gotta hit a 200 to 1 shot to work for Jelko, that's how smart you gotta be. You know, you take a test, a math test, and answer questions and a character assessment. I don't know what it is, what it involves. But to, to get into that organization is not easy. You know, other organizations that were represented there were, uh, were the Star Lizard. I don't know if anybody noticed that. Again, I didn't announce that in any way. But uh, one of the guys uh, for the Star Lizard's crew was there, who's, again, one of the best betters in the world. Um... You know, incredible. Uh, he's right up there with Jelko, I think. That that you know, these guys are the best of the best, and you could have picked the brains of the best of the best, and you could have talked to them. And these guys are the most humble guys. I was happy to have drinks with them and just talking to them. And these guys are the best of the best. Um, and that's what. They, and they came out for the event. Not you know, and, and listen, I think they came out. Out of uh, out of respect a little bit for me, I'm hoping at least. But also, they thought that it was a plus EV move to be able to come out and meet other gamblers, and that's the most incredible thing. A guy that's so successful, that has on the pinnacle of gambling, still wants to learn. And if that doesn't motivate you, if that if that doesn't get you to say, oh shit, uh, you know, get to, that doesn't get you to get off your laurels and say, damn, I got work to do. That's how you got to do it. You always got to have work to do. You're always going to try to get better. And that's a motivating thing to always try to get better and to see guys like them come and participate in every event. To me, it was just, was just great. Um, I don't know if I missed anybody. I might have, but if I did, I'm sorry. I love you all. Thank you all for coming. Joe Rogers at Play Up, the whole Play Up crew. Rex, oh man, oh Rex had his, his <laughs> executive there, Mia, who is a, a firecracker. Oh man, she was. Uh, that's another thing uh, of Play Up. Um, Mia, uh, I'm trying to remember her name. Mia Rafa. The chief operating officer, the COO of PlayUp, uh, came to BetBash. She just moved to the United States the day before BetBash. 
and she just moved to Las Vegas from Australia. Six suitcases. And what is her first night out partying? Was at Betbash. Like, damn. Uh, like, that's pretty cool. And Rex told me, yeah, that, that's my boss. And I'm like, man, that is, like, super cool, dude. And he goes, yeah, you know, sh she's great and she's so much fun, but you could tell. If you don't do your shit, she'll eat you up. And me as a, you know, she's a tiny little thing, but you could tell she's so smart and she is so energetic and her energy just lights up the room. Uh, yeah, she is just, and man, those Australians, can they drink? Like, it's on a different level. She was double-fisting at one point. I don't know, you know. And this is by then, this was kind of late in the, in, in the event. I just couldn't, uh, I couldn't roll. But she is just incredible. So that was great to have her and, and, and the whole play-up crew. Um, and there was a lot of them. So I'm so happy that they were able to, to come out and, uh, and, and, and join us and all that. That was just great. Um, plus EV Analytics, Matt was great. Philip Maven, the whole Plus EV Analytics crew. Matt was just so cool to see. Um, nice guy, and, you know, it was great to talk to him. I, I didn't get a chance to talk to him as much as I wanted to, to be honest. I wish, you know, next time, you know, there's there's a lot of time. To, that we'll, we'll, there's going to be more bat bashes, and, but he was great to see. Um couple of guys I didn't get a chance to speak to. I didn't get a chance to speak to Jeff Davis as much. I want to speak to him. Um, Adam Bjorn, I, I wish we, we were able to spend a little bit more time together. Zach White, we had a little time at the panel, but that wasn't really much, um, you know. So uh, I, I definitely wanted to, to talk to him. Um, Phil Galfund was there. We taught the poker seminar. Great to see him. Uh, Emily Gullickson, who was taught the horse racing seminar. It's great to see, you know, it's just, the list goes on and on and on, like, you know what I mean, it just, it's never ending, they really all came out in support, um, uh, for Bet Bash, and I'm so thankful for everybody that came out, and if I didn't mention you, um, please forgive me, you know, you know, if we had a conversation or whatever, and, and I thought you got, you know, I just can't remember everybody, um, but, I really appreciate anybody that came out, not just bookmakers or f famous bookmakers or famous betters, but everybody. Um, there's just so many of you guys. I made a lot of great connections, and I thank you so much for uh, for coming out and supporting the event. Um, and then the last night, of course, you know, it was the it was the watch party, and the food was great, and everybody had a good time, and that's how it ended. So, uh, you know. Planning Bet Bash to kind of go behind the scenes, a lot of work. Three and a half days, coordinating everything, making sure everything was there and everything arrived on time and ticketing and this and that and wristbanding and, and doing everything. It took a lot of work, a lot of planning, and to get everybody there to agree to come at that time was a major undertaking. So I thank everybody that changed their travel plans and... Uh, and um, and, uh, and made the effort to go out. Okay, let's talk about the future. Everyone's asking. Bet Bash 3, when's it going to happen? Is it going to happen? Uh, so what I can, where is it going to be? Um, you know, the surveys, will you attend Bet Bash again? I think it was a 99%. Uh, yes. So, um, 
So I'll tell you right now, 100% there will be Bet Bash 3. Um, and we expect Bet Bash 3, uh, barring a natural disaster, to be in 2023. Um, when in 2023, I still don't know. Where is it going to be? We're still working on it. Um, overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly, Las Vegas is the destination. I think it's a perfect fit for Bet Bash. Um, and I got big ideas that I'm not really going to share right now. But we got big ideas for Bet Bash 3. We want it to be bigger, better, better. We want it to be what uh, what it's supposed to be. You know, and, and how could you top this? We're going to try. We're going to try our hardest to top this. And, um, you know, the, the length of the conference, another survey question. And most of you thought three and a half days was just right. So it's probably going to be around three and a half days. Um, we're thinking about making it shorter, but I guess everybody just loved it too much. And there's just not enough time. Look, there's a few people I wanted to speak to that I didn't get a chance to kind of get into deep conversations with. Um, but yeah, we're, we're, we're going to do this again. Um, I just can't really reveal any details at this time. But I promise you guys that when we do reveal the details, um, I can promise that it won't be, it'll be more than $500 a ticket. Um, you know, I, and not many people say, oh, Spank, you're just doing this for money purposes, just to make money. Absolutely not. I lost money on this bet bash. Um, you know, so I, it cost me money to run this event. Um, and then all the time spent and everything, it, it was a lot of cost. Which is fine. I'm not complaining. Um, it's just a fact. But in order to get a business off the ground, you know, you have to expect, you know, listen, if I broke even, it would have been a bonus. If I actually made a peanut, it would have been a miracle. Um, to lose some money is okay. And uh, I didn't lose a big amount, but we lost. Um, when it's all when it came, when it was all said and done, I think we might have lost. I'm trying to think about it, looking at the numbers, probably between twenty and thirty thousand, um, which is fine. Uh, I'm happy to take that loss, and I expected to take that loss. Um, but in order for this to be viable, uh, we kind of want to make this, you know, uh, a profitable business, and at the same time, though, never selling out. That's the one thing. Um, and and and. You, Quote me on this. Remember this for ages to come. I will not be bought. I don't give a shit. Somebody tries to come. If I don't have full creative control, and if I don't have a say in what Bat Bash brings, um, then uh, then Bat Bash will no longer be. Because I will not have some big conglomerate company that is the master of running conferences or anything like that try to make me an offer I can't refuse. There is no offer I will refuse. I can't be bought. That's the one thing. I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, I, I could retire yesterday. This isn't about money. Uh, I'll make my money doing the conference, but at the same time, the most important thing for me is not money. Uh, don't get me wrong. I'm not allergic to making money, but the most important thing for me is giving, is quenching the thirst that is needed in the sports betting world. People ask me, Spanky, why are you doing this? Sue Schneider actually asked me that. Why are you doing this? And I told her, Sue, I said, I'm doing this because uh, because it's missing. You run an awesome conference, but it's for, for industry insiders. It's for the guys on the inside. It's for the operators. It's not for the better.
I run the, I'm going to be running the conference for the better. Why? Because I am a better. And do I know what they want? Yes. I know that networking is a very important part of being a successful sports better. I know that education is, being, is a very important part of being a successful sports better. I know that when I came up and I had the forums and I had people that would talk to me and listen to me, that that was paramount to my success. It was so important to me. It was just the world to me. And they didn't have to do that. So you know what? This is my part. It's, it's kind of a way of giving back. If I could provide that value for others, for them to be professional sports betters or maybe lose a little bit or kind of bridge the gap between bookmakers and betters or to try to also remember the legacy of, of the giants that we that on the shoulders we stand on, that's what Bet Bash is all about. That's what I'm going to do. And that that's the vision. And that vision will never die. It's always going to be there. And um, it's going to be the go-to. And, uh, and I, it'll never change. I'll never make it change. Um, sure, the conference is going to grow, just like every conference. But the more, the more things change, the more things will stay the same sometimes. I will not uh, uh, devalue anything. I will not devalue the networking opportunities. I will not devalue the relationships. I will not create bullshit content just for content purpose. If you even listen to this podcast... There are times which I take months off this podcast because if I don't think the episode is of quality, if I don't think somebody could learn something, if I don't think the story is interesting, I don't put it out. And it might take months sometimes. I I, I can't produce quality content every week. Whereas if I had a sponsor, which is why I don't take a sponsor, they're like, listen, you got to put some shit out every week. I don't give a shit if it sucks. People need to hear our ad. And that ain't me. I mean, I'm not going to be bought. I'm not going to be owned. I've been in the game for too long to be able to 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 you know to be to 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 be used like that. Um, and, and and I hope that's appreciated by 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 all you guys listening and all the attendees and all the bookmakers. You know that's another thing with these bookmakers that came out and the, the other my fellow professional sports betters. You know, I'm just I'm just a gambler, right? I'm just just a better. Sure, I do this professionally, but I'm just a sports better. And there are times in which I've been pretty uh, critical of some of the practices of some bookmakers. And I'll always be that way. I'm not gonna you know I'm not gonna hold back. But I do it in a way where I'm still respectful. And I think that a lot of these bookmakers they appreciate my honesty. This is again what I believe because for for everybody to agree to come to this thing, you know what I mean. I, I, I don't have everyone's kid trapped in a basement, you know what I mean, and say, you got to come or else. You know, It's not like that. They came, you know, for me and, and for the event, and that means the world to me. Why did they do that? So I'm thinking, what, what quality do I have? And I think kind of like, you know, it's because, I, 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 sure, I'm honest, but I'm also authentic. I'm not going to bullshit you. I'm, if, if I disagree with what you're doing, I'm going to tell it to you. Um... I'm not going to, you know, there's a way to disagree, but not be insulting. And sure, I, I've, I've, you know, I've toned it back. There were times in my early Twitter days where I was nasty and I'm insulting. And, and to some extent, sometimes you got to be a little nasty to get your point across. But there's ways to be able to kind of get your point across without being nasty. And again, I'm developing as a person and, and trying to change 
and you know if you don't got nothing nice to say don't say it at all type thing but at the same time if you got to get your point across you got to get your point across so I think everybody that came out, man, like, it really, I, I know I've said this shit so many times, but it really means a lot to me. Like, you guys, without all these legends coming out to Bet Bash, it means nothing. Bet Bash doesn't exist. These are the guys that make it. Um, you know, people don't come out to just see Spanky. Nobody, you know, who, who the hell am I? It's, it's all the people that came to the event um, that they came out to see. And, and that means the world to me. And I, I can't thank you enough. Let me just quickly go over these survey results before we close here. How satisfied were you with the event? Four and five, it was 99%. How helpful were the networking opportunities? Uh, four and five, we're talking 82%, three, 16.7%. Um, would you attend Bet Bash again? 99% yes. Would you recommend Bet Bash for your friends? 97% yes. Speed networking, fives, it's just, it's just like, a, it's an incredible chart. Satisf satisfaction, it just, highest vote was five, four, three, two, and then one. Uh, same thing with expert panels, bookie better breakfast. Uh, the Legacy Club cocktail party was an incredible, super, super high, I can't believe it. Um, and, uh, and the list goes on. Uh, food and drinks were still satisfied. Venue was incredible too, people love the Circa. Uh... We asked, would you prefer a linear schedule like Bet Bash 2, or would you prefer to have options between different events taking place at the same time? Most people wanted a, a set schedule, 77% of you. With registration, Bet Bash 2 lasted three and a half days. This was too short, just right, or too long. 84.4% said just right. Would you be interested in having different ticketing options between open bar and cash bar for future Bet Bashes? 60% said no, 40% said yes. So that's something we might think about, but we're still, uh, the majority of you would rather just have it all in one shot. Uh, what would you, what would have made Bet Bash 2 better? 10% um, said nothing. Uh, working on the speed networking was about 12% of you. Food was about 7%. A later start time slash breaks was about 6%. Uh, the panel topics, you wanted better panel topics, about 10%. More specific types of people, uh, uh, whatever that meant, I'm not sure, 8%. A location issue was uh, 8%. Uh, ticketing was 6%. Ticketing suggestion was 6%. More women were 3%. Okay. Um, here's an interesting question we asked. Attendee bet size amount. Um, on on what they did, people that bet ten thousand and up attended bet bash were ten point seven percent. Five thousand and up, uh, five thousand to ten thousand, fourteen point three percent. A dime to five dimes, thirty two percent. Two fifty to a dime, seventeen point nine percent, and less than two fifty, twenty five percent. Really awesome mix there. Wow. That's a really good mix. Really strong. Attendee employment. Professional sports bettors were 77.5%. Bookmakers were 15%. Both were about 3%. And then other was the rest. Least favorite event. Um, uh, the none was, was the highest number, 20%. 
seminars, which was optional, so I don't know why that was least favorite to somebody. They just put uh, 2%. Championship game was 7%. Breakfast was 5 Legacy Club was 1 Panels was about 10 Stadium Swim was about 7 Speed Networking was about 8 Favorite event. Panels was 16 Legacy Club was 14 Breakfast was 14 Championship game was 4 Seminars was 2 Stadium Swim was 8. How did you hear about Bet Bash? We're looking at about 52% Twitter, 30% word of mouth. Uh, VEASAN was about 3%. Sponsor slash partner, about 5%. Uh, some notes, you know, registration was a little slow. Um, may prefer badges that identify better so they can network more easily. That's a good one. For speed networking, the attendee says it was a little too loud to hear people in a room. Mixed reviews on the number of matches. A lot of people said that. The number of matches wasn't ideal. And again, I, I, I knew there was going to be duds. You know what I mean? That's just how it is with the speed networking. You're going to have duds. But I always say if you had one good match, it was worth the, the hour and a half, two hours. It was 100% worth it if you get one good match in the speed networking. That's how I believe it. Because I've been to several dinners in my lifetime where in the first five minutes I knew this wasn't going to be a good match. But of course I'm not going to just say I'm out of here. So I have to sit there for two hours and have dinner with the guy or the group or whatever and I know it's not going to get anywhere. So in this way, if you have a dud, you only know that it's going to last for another six minutes. Uh, some people thought it was the most valuable event to be networking and some people didn't enjoy it. So it's kind of a mixed bag. Which is great, because it's optional. Nobody has to go to it. If you didn't like it, don't go. Uh, that's what Pet Bash is. Go and do your own thing. Um, breaks are needed. It can be exhausting to talk for such a long time. Absolutely. I think that's something that we got to look into. Uh, it was a great jump start to the weekend for the speed networking. Some connections were not good pairs. Yep, that's true. And that's that. Okay, Stadium Swim. Some attendees said... Some were expecting more food as they were just in the cabanas. Yeah, we, we had it. The cabanas, they put the food in the cabanas, but the food was available for everybody. We had a really, we should have had people pass around food. That was our fault. Um, and we're going to learn that for next time. The food was just not for being the cabanas. So people thought that these cabanas were reserved, and they really weren't. So that was my fault. And kind of a, those cabanas, it was a first come, first serve. Um, some people complained that it was hot outside. Well, that's, that's how it is in Vegas. It's a desert. Um, but those who were able to sit in the cabanas loved the experience. So it was a, it was a first come, first serve. Um, so yeah, but people, you know, if you came there early, you were able to get there uh, into the cabanas, but otherwise you sat outside. But you're right. I should have made that more clear that it was, uh, the food was open to everybody. That was my fault. And we learn. Expert panels. Attendees said there were different topics some attendees would have liked touched upon. More in-depth informational panels and specific panels about betting on certain sports. That's interesting. Um, would have liked a break in between each panel. Some person did not like the chili dogs. Um, and that's that. Uh, Bill Eighty and Roxy Roxborough were mentioned many times in the comments. They can keep a room's attention. So that's cool. So Bill Eighty was able to, and Roxy were able to keep the room's attention, which was great. Legacy Club. Um, attendees said it was zero negative, almost zero negative feedback for this event. Attendees were able to network with each other in a more relaxed and social setting. It was the most enjoyed night event. Bookie Better Breakfast. 
This was the highlight of many attendees' weekends. Um, this was, again, consolidated by Amanda, so she's just telling me exactly to consolidate because if I couldn't read every single comment, so this is Amanda's kind of a consolidation of everything. This was the highlight of many attendees' weekends. Wow, that is something good to know, the bookie bread breakfast. was great having intimate chats with legends a little too early after the Legacy Club cocktail party. I know, well, we made it 10.30. Maybe next year, next time we make it 11, I, I, I know how, then it's going to be a brunch, which is fine. I thought the food at the breakfast was pretty good too, by the way. Somebody said that was really good, I forgot. Uh, championship game. Attendees said, not as memorable as the other events, but not disliked. And it was crowded in the VIP area. Okay, that's good to know. Seminars. Uh, some attendees would prefer free seminars. Oh, uh, well, I would prefer free everything. And, uh, and um, more in-depth seminars. I think it was, they got pretty deep already, but something to think about. Optional meetups. Attendees said they wish more people went. Yeah, we had these like in-between optional meetups, but uh, not that many people showed up to those. Because we had three day events, three night events, actually four night events if you count the registration. Then we had little optional meetups in between, long bar, mega bar, gold spike. I went to the gold spike. Weren't that many people there, but there were a few. So I was there, and um, yeah, not that many people showed up. That's fine. Uh, okay, so here's some positive statements. I'll quote. I'm in my mid-30s, and that may have been the most fun four days of my entire life. Bet Bash 2 will never be forgotten. Cheers to everyone who made it happen. Another quote. Amazing. Top five weekend of my life for sure. Wow. Next one. Thank you. Seriously, was one of the best times I've had in a long time. Love talking to people I've only talked to through Twitter or observed slash listened to on social media. As someone who takes betting seriously... But it's not my full-time job. It was great to discuss different ideas and troubleshoot. Awesome. Another quote. Just to say that I was very impressed with everything. Any suggestion would be nitpicking. Thank you for that. Two more. Overall, it was a top-shelf event. And my wife keeps asking me when I'm taking my bracelet off. I told her I don't know. It reminds me of one of the better experiences I've ever had. And kind of want to hold on to those memories for as long as I can. Oh, my God. That's deep. Thank you, brother. Last, thanks for putting on this event. Remarkable experience. It exceeded my expectations and my friends that attended as well. Hey, thank you for coming to the event. And it means the world. I've been rambling on now for almost an hour and a half. Can't thank you enough. Thank you, thank you, thank you everybody for making Bet Bash a success. Thank you for uh, buying into my vision, buying into the dream. And we're just getting started. This is the beginning of the beginning. We are, uh, we're going to take this to the next level. And we're going to make sure that uh, that sports betting has a permanent conference, not just a sliver of another conference like it was at Sloan, or not just, uh, you know, uh, an afterthought of something. No, this is the go, this will be the go-to sports betting conference in the world. Thanks so much for the time. Until next time.